MCVO Talent Outsource Services helps small businesses reduce costs by providing exceptional talent from the Philippines. With companies struggling to remain viable, open-minded companies are hiring offshore bookkeepers, virtual assistants, telemarketers, customer support, and digital marketers. Their post-production services for photographers and videographers are impressive, and they'll help reduce expenses across the board. Visit them at mcvotalent.com and listen to the podcast for their co-founder, Mark Zucker, on Episode 7 and 53. Coming up now on Visual Wow. It's refreshing to see what's happening with businesses and how they've turned, especially in the event industry, because many event companies do not run their business like a Fortune 500 company because most event companies are in this business because they have a passion for what they do, whether it's photography or music or food or planning. That is what they love. That's their passion. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're business people. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Visual Wow. The podcast for people passionate about live events. We're obsessed with creating and capturing those wow moments. This is the place the top pros come to share their secrets. Now, here's your host, Jack Hartsman. Welcome back, visual audience. I am Jack Hartsman, your host, and I am here today with my friend, Meryl Snow. Welcome to the show, Meryl. How are you, my dear? Hey, Jack. It's been a minute, right? It's been uh, a while. Haven't it, seen why you look good. Monica looks good. Thank you so much. It has been a few minutes. I like that definition of time. Minutes makes everything seem like, well, it all happened about an hour ago, which I don't know about you, but sometimes <laughs> when I think back to those days, it was about an hour ago. Right, right, right. <laughs> so That's I fun. feel like uh, I feel like this week I'm putting the band back together. I had uh, Rob Holzmeyer on the broadcast last week, and I've got Gary Boardman and Marvelous Mark and Cervelli coming on next week. And why are we doing this? Because we are all getting ready for the Cater Source uh, special event in Miami Beach, July 19 through 22. And you're one of the big keynote speakers. What is going on with that? I am one of the speakers. Uh, yeah, and I'm really, really excited. It's going to be a more intimate session. Right. This this whole this whole thing, and I'm really happy about that. I think it's it's back to its roots. So, I believe you're speaking on both the Cater Source and the TSC side of the world. Yes, I am. Okay, so I haven't quite figured out how they have married the Hatfields and the McCoys, because I know when you and I started in this business, we were dealing with special event on one side of the world, event solutions on the other, an occasional ISIS Esprit con the conference in the middle, and and NACE once in a while, and all that's gone to the wayside. And now the two big, big boys have gotten together and they're doing their show now, TSC and Cater Source. And there's so many people in the industry that cross over into doing different things. Event planners are doing design, right. uh, caters doing design, you know, so it's perfect that they mesh. Perfect. Right, and look, you have a special event photographer running a podcast. So yes, I totally understand what you're talking about. <laughs> and for those who don't know, our team from Washington Talent, our entire photo and video team will be in Miami. We are the official photographers for the upcoming conference. And along with our partners at Spot My Photo, one of the coolest technologies out there in the photo world, we will be there capturing all the moments, creating the photo montages, 
making all the social media blast with uh, with our friends at Cater Source and TSC. That's what we're doing. We're back in the game, and we're 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 really. It is awesome to bring all of our old friends together and talk about, you know, Michael Cervelli. I mean, look at him with his hot list and lots of really super cool stuff. Let's start with what are you actually doing right now? I know you before COVID. What was COVID? Was that some, I don't know. Somebody keeps talking about that guy named COVID. I know. Uh, you, you know go ahead. I'm sorry. You were all over the speaking stage. You were traveling all over the country, all over the world. What are you doing right now? And what do you call home? I call home Philadelphia. Okay. But in 2019, I was speaking on, gosh, like 50 stages, 50, 60 stages a year. And I absolutely loved traveling. I love airplanes. I love hotel rooms. And I love room service, right? So then I was all of a sudden grounded, right? So that threw me for a loop. So I was doing a lot of, you know, what I do for, well, let me just tell you what I, I've been doing. Please. My company, my company, we have three companies. We have an event planning company, a high-end catering company, and a design company. Right. So I'm in the whole event industry. And what I did about six or seven years ago is I pulled back from the day-to-day. And I was doing working with event professionals with their businesses. And I loved it. I would go to them and I would work with them and try and help them increase their sales, you know, the revenue, restructure sales teams and refocus teams. And it was a lot of fun. And you mean, you're, I not, loved- just, you're not just fixing in the kitchen anymore all day long. That's no, not- I'm not. You're not, no, setting, no, no. you're not setting flatware on the tables and lighting votives. Nope. Nope. And, you know, I absolutely love doing this because I would leave that company and have this feeling in here. It's like, oh my God, I really made a difference. And that is what hooked me into doing this full time. So that's what I've been doing. But since the pandemic or when the pandemic happened and, and, you know, look, I would be remiss not to mention that 2020 was a, a year of challenges and resilience. And, you know, while we saw plenty of people in our industry find success, personally and professionally, we know the journey wasn't always easy. Uh, that's for sure. You know, this pandemic, it, it brought the industry to its knees. You know, most of us continue to try and wrap our heads around what's going on in the world and most directly in our own neck of the woods. I mean, we are all trying to figure out what's ahead and how to best position ourselves and our businesses to handle it all. I mean, now we're hearing variants and we're hearing, you know, we're hearing so many things of what's happening in Israel and with the, with the pandemic. And it's a lot of scary stuff that's happening. And we're on this roller coaster. Well, look, look, I mean, I I remember back in 96, when I was involved with the Olympics in in Atlanta, I remember when there was pre pre nine 11, no pandemic. And Mm -hmm. I remember how things were changing on a dime. I read this morning that Tokyo is completely banning all spectators now at the Olympics because they don't want the Olympics to go down in history as the rebirth of the pandemic. So yeah. I think as event professionals, one of the things that, that has always made us strong is our ability to turn on a dime with whatever mm-hmm. lightning storm or power of failure or you know natural disaster came for, or groom that doesn't show up or 
corporate client that decides to change the look sure, of the right party right. an hour before the event. That's what we do. And right. I think that's what makes us the people that we are, the passionate people that we are, that we rise to the occasion no matter what happens. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So a lot of people in podcasts, and I know you've been on your fair share of them. I just heard you on Clint's uh, broadcast for Cater Source. Have a tendency to leave the how do I get a hold of this person for the end of their shows. I like to start my shows with it. So, Meryl, I know that we are broadcasting on Facebook Live now and on the Visual Wow Facebook page. And I know that we will be broadcasting and rebroadcasting that on your channels as well. Let's let the listening audience know the best way to get a hold of Meryl Snow right now so they can start foaming at the mouth to know how to do it. So that by the end of our broadcast, uh, they're just going to blow you up on social and find out, oh my God, I got to talk to that lady. Oh, please. Okay. It's really easy. It's Meryl at MerylSnow.com. And my website is MerylSnow.com. And I love hearing from people with any questions that they have, or if they just want to chit chat, or they just want to vent anything, because I, I, I'm, I'm one of you. I am in this event industry. I like to think that I'm one of you, not you're one of me, but I like that. And last time I heard somebody say Meryl at MerylSnow.com, it was Santa at NorthPole.com. I love the way that just rolled off your tongue like that. So ladies and gentlemen, Meryl has so much to offer to you in almost any walk of life you have in the special events industry. Meryl at MerylSnow.com. Very easy person to find uh, anywhere on the interwebs. A woman with a plethora of event knowledge in, in just about every discipline there is out there. And now back to our regular scheduled program. So I ask you, wouldn't you agree that whether you're a a veteran of our industry for 20 months or 20 years, as we come out of the pandemic and not everywhere, not everywhere, you and I are both in the Northeast and we thought we had it bad back in the beginning and we think we have it better now, but as you said, variants are coming out and blah, 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 blah. You know, we're all startup businesses again. But Jack, we have the knowledge that we didn't have when we first started up our business, which is huge. I, I, which is I completely huge. agree. What, what do you think about like how much, I'm sure you did what we had to do. You have to take a hard look at your overhead. You had to take a hard look at your, at your full-time staff, your part-time staff, regardless of PPP and, and all the other help that we got financially from the Fed. But we did without at a level that we never thought was possible. Yeah, and, and chances are they've made some hard decisions, our event industry, in, in the last two years or year and a half. No oh, doubt I, about that. Absolutely. They've had difficult conversations, and us too, with our employees, our, our vendors, our bank. I mean, some conversations that we thought we would never, ever, ever have. No, I, but, I, I agree. What do you think? 16 months it's been, you know, they've either had a furlough or lay off or even terminate. I mean, they guided their team through the unemployment process and odds are they were running their business at a 20% capacity or not at all. And so, on top of it, go ahead. I'm sorry. Do you have a, do you have a crystal ball? I don't. Do you have, you have a crystal I don't either. Uh, the, no, closest, the closest thing I have to a crystal ball is like a Canon lens cap. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think is going to happen in the year to come? Do you think that that professionals like like us, do you think we're going to just jump right back into it and recreate the monster machines that we had two years ago or 10 years ago? Or do you think as the faucets really do open up at full at full strength, 
do you think that we're going to learn from what we did without during 2020 and run leaner, meaner businesses? That's where the experience slash being a startup company all, how, what, what, do you, what do you see? What do you think is going to happen? I do see that, but not only with my own company, but with companies across the country that I've talked to, that they are, they are running lighter. They're, they're running tighter and lean. And they are truly going, I mean, because they have this money now from the PPP or the RRF or whatever it is, the government really did come through for our industry. And, but now they're learning, okay, we cannot spend it all. We cannot buy everything like we used to buy. And they truly are running it like a startup. They're, they're, they are. However, we had the chance in our industry to change the way we run events because really we've been doing events the same way for like 75 years when you think about it. So we, we did well, have not a chance. You. you haven't been doing it for 75 and I haven't been doing it for 75. No, but events itself have been doing for 75 years. I'm with basically. you. I'm with you. I got you. Right, right. So this was our chance to, to make some changes. And I do see those changes. But I think that, that look, business is coming back. I mean, everybody I talk to, they're so, so busy with inquiries coming in. And, but the client has changed. And they're a little bit more demanding now. And you know they're not understanding that we we don't have staff to execute these events right now because no, this whole industry. I, I, across, I agree with you on there. Client yeah. expectations are very unfair right now. They are, and you know it used to be, and same with employees that we were always ready. We were hiring, and we had our pick of people. Now, because the labor pool is so far down in our industry, because so many, I, I think I read that sixty-two percent, sixty-two percent of the event industry got out of it during this pandemic and uh, completely out of it because they, they were afraid that it was never coming back. So I know, you know, I'm, Monica and I now own the photographic arm of the Washington talent agency. So we work with bands and DJs and photography and video and staging and lighting and one-legged banjo dancers and fire eating dragons. It's all the same to us. And, right, right. and I am feeling so fortunate that, our pool of photographers, we have eight, eight full-time photographers on our staff before COVID, and we have eight photographers coming out of COVID still completely focused on the task at hand. Our video department also solid. Our music department, they got some of our DJs that, you know, they, they couldn't survive the weekend warrior mentality. They moved home. They went to another place. They got into real estate. They, you know, some of our band members we've had to really fortify, but then in the ancillary places, in the lighting department, in our photo novelty department, our photo booth operators, our truck drivers, these people couldn't survive. We had 40 weekend warriors before COVID. We have five right now. Right, they and had to go to a different industry. Right, and, and clients are calling up because you know the world turned on Mother's Day weekend. Like, oh my God, why can't you do 20 events this weekend? Ah. I can't, I can't take your money fast enough because I, I don't have the ability to facilitate the jobs. Right. We have to, turn, we have to close dates, which we rarely do, is to close right. a date. And, and we're closing dates because we don't have the labor pool. It's hard. People like us, we don't like to close dates. We, we, we like to figure out how, no. how can we squeeze <laughs> it out and get one more job on that Saturday night. But the good thing, Jack, is we're here now. 
right. right? We made it through the most difficult time of our industry as seen, I don't know, since the Great Depression in 1929. You know, th this past year, many of us feel like we're startups. Like I keep saying that, but I don't know. I, I, I think it is, it's refreshing to see what's happening with businesses and how they've turned, especially in the event industry, because most, I can't say most, many event companies do not run their business like a Fortune 500 company because most event companies are in this business because they have a passion for what they do, whether it's photography or mu music or um, food or planning. They that is what they love. That's their passion. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're business people. And what I think this pandemic did for our companies is a big wake up call and to our the owners and saying, okay, we've got to run, run our businesses like Fortune 500 companies. And I've seen that and I'm loving this because I've seen and, and also taught how to do this timeline and what to expect and where to save money. And so it has been the reawakening. Re how about that? No, I completely agree. And I apologize, you know, back, back during the heat of the pandemic, when I was doing live broadcasting from my home office, my dogs often decided they wanted to be a part of the broadcast usually right about the same time that the Amazon man came to my house. So to the listeners who have really missed hearing Bailey and Moco be a part of the Royal broadcast, you know, here you go. You got to hear a few barks in the background. That all said, I completely on, on board with you about the fortune 500 versus special events. People, most, most people in the creative industries, photography, anything in the event related stuff, you know, we're really strong on the creative side and kind of weak on the business side. I think that, because we had to plow through this year of not knowing, I think I, I, I completely agree with you that people have had to come a little bit closer to home, figure out where their money is about, also figure out that, that they could do without all the overhead, which by the way, especially in businesses actually more like yours, catering, decor, floral, things like that, uh, notoriously have always been overstaffed because it's so labor intensive and we always need one extra person to pick up that other widget so that we can get the thing done faster. That's right. where people really, really piss away their profits and don't run lean and mean like we do for, for most other event related companies. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing that I've seen with companies is they're really truly looking into their business model. And they're getting rid of any not profitable business because somebody may be doing uh, box lunches, uh, you know, and they're doing not that many, but they have it. They have the staff to do it and whatnot. And if you really put the numbers to it, they're not making any money. So they're getting rid of these different things and really fine tuning their business model, you know. We know that, that business is coming back. I mean, weddings are back. Even corporations are slowly returning to their events, you know, which is, I think, much quicker than we anticipated. So now is the time to regroup, refocus, rebuild. That's what I've been doing a lot, Jack, is I'm going into companies and I'm rebuilding and restructuring their sales team and really training them. So they, because it is, the game has changed. That's one of the courses I'm doing at Cater Source. The sales game has changed. 
It is not about touting your accolades and awards anymore. Uh-uh. The game, the sales game has changed, which is hard because we really have to retrain ourselves in how we sell. So clearly you and I could have this conversation, you know, till the cows come home and we, we really speak the same language. What do you see happening or what do you see the mentality of the of the guests coming to Cater Source this uh, next week? It actually is or two, 10 days from now. What, what do you think those mentalities of the younger purveyors, the younger event professionals? First of all, I, I'm really quite blown away that we're doing this in person, just kind of fundamentally. Let's just start right there. It's yeah. not around. It's not about showing off our accolades. I completely agree with that. What do you think the mentality or what are your pearls of wisdom to say to the younger event professionals? Hey, you're, you're taking the time. You're making the investment to come to the show. You should be doing. I should recommend to you that you should be doing X, Y, Z. What do you think the X, Y, Z looks like right now in 2021? For, for the show? Because if they're coming to the show, they're spending the money to get there, they're doing the hotel room, that you want to capture as much education as you can. You know, I know it's a good time. Cater Source TSE, it's always a lot of fun. But really buckle down because the education roster is dynamite. It really is. And it is talk, talking on current topics. So what I would suggest doing, and this is what I've, I've talked to my, my staff and the companies that I work with, is take the brochure and go through it and then highlight the things that you want to see and make sure you're doing because there's multiple sessions in each time. So you want to do your, your first choice, your second choice, because you can leave different sessions at any time. If, it, if you go into a session, say, oh, this isn't really what I thought it was, we'll go to the next session. And then in each session, you need to write down at least 10, 10 target items that you've heard that you can implement into your company. And then don't stop there. Then you have to, on the plane home, you have to go through all of your different sessions and write down and put a prioritize how you're going to get this done. This is how you're going to get the best ROI from this. Because I know everybody's excited to see each other. I know there's going to be great parties. And I know there's no doubt about that. But this education and then the networking is really, really important. Because so you want to like-minded people, right? So let's go to the other side of the brain for a minute. I mean, you just could not have answered the question better than the way I, I mean, I asked it, you went right, bullet point. You, you like, I saw the arrow just super targeted to tell people what to do, to get their educational bang for their buck, to listen to the incredible lineup of speakers on both the TSC side and the cater source side. Amazing. But, but let's talk about where you and I met because we didn't meet on the intellectual side of the business. We met on the other side of the brain. We met in those lobby after hours or those lobby between sessions or the, or the kickoff events. We met on the social side and grew into the intellectual side. That's right. I think That's it's right. the same way for today's event professional. Yes, I do. And I, because I think that we feed off of each other. And I, you know, some of my best friends that I've ever, ever had in all these 27 years that I've been going to DSC and Cater Store that I've met at these conferences. And I'm able to call them throughout the year and say, hey, I've got a real issue here. Can you help me with this? And you, you will meet all these different people. So the lobby bar is really important. 
<laughs> right, Jack? The lobby bar, the, the, um, just the hallway. I, I, think, I think the lobby bar, and I'm really sad about this because this is super cool for me that, that my son who used to go on events with me back 20 years ago, my 29 year old son, David Hartsman is going to be the, one of my lead photographers on the event. My 26 year old, almost 27 year old daughter is going to be on my production team. I want my kids to understand, you know, they have friends like Aunt Jackie, Jacqueline Bernstein, we're talking about that I, I met, that I met in 95 in San Francisco coming down an escalator uh, at special event. And so I want them to learn about that piece of the industry. This is their first time on the national stage. The first time I have my kids together, I want That's them cool. to understand the, the intellectual side, the teaching side, but I want them to understand that so many of my closest peers and friends were met in that lobby bar, walk by, you know, drink right. by, seeing people in the hallway and striking up a conversation that become your lifelong friends. It's so true. It is so true. And, and to really seek out others like your business. So if you are a really large business, you want to find out who the other large businesses are because you want to communicate with them throughout the year. Or you're, if you're a small business, or if you, you know, if you do just small design work, or if you do big design work, you, just, you will seek them out. All you have to do is ask. Ask anybody. Ask the ambassadors that are there. They will help you. So it, it is truly you guys that are going there. It is, it's, yes, it's overwhelming because there's so much sensory stuff going on there and so many people to talk to, but take it in, take it in slowly and make sure your notes are really good because you will take all of this back to your shop, go through it all and you will implement it. Hopefully you will implement it. And that is how you get the best ROI because people say, so, you know, it, it bothers me sometimes when I hear people say, oh, conferences are too expensive. And by the time I do the airfare and I say, you don't understand what you're going to get out of this. This is massive. Your ROI is going to be huge that you wish the conferences were three times a year. And, and not only so, that, you spend all that money, you learn all that stuff and you don't get to sleep in between because sleep is too expensive, right? So, <laughs> so why sleep when you can just keep on learning more, doing more? I, I, listen, it is, everything you're saying, it's, it's, I've, always, I've always known we absolutely speak the same language. And the words that you're saying are the same thing I'm telling my staff and the young people that I've been talking to about the conference. Um, it is truly amazing um, that as, as hard hit, as the special event industry was out of the gate, that here we are doing one of the first live conferences face-to-face. -face. And um, I, I don't know about you, I don't know how involved you were with Live Event Coalition, but um, I really think they did a, a tremendous amount to bring awareness to our environment. They, they were amazing, amazing. I, I give a lot of kudos to, to the Nancy Schaefer's and the Jacqueline Bernstein's and those people that down on their heels, just like the rest of us, really, really pushed forward. Yeah, real yeah. heroes to our, to our whole industry. Yep, yep. So kind of as a wrap up, and I know you and I could really keep talking about this until the conference is long, is long gone by, just some kind of closing thoughts about how to take that plethora of knowledge that young people and old, or shall we say rookies and veterans alike, 
will walk away from Cater Source TSE uh, in Miami. How do you get back and not be overwhelmed to fall, either fall back in your old ways or the best way to, to execute new ideas, you know, find the new pathways to implement what you just learned at the show? Right. It, it's all about note-taking. It really is. And if you can be organized enough and get a notebook and say, trending ideas, you know, design ideas, uh, culinary ideas. And once you go to each class, you're writing your 10, 10 to 12 ideas. Then you're putting it into these books, right? Or these, these columns. And then when you get back, then you're going to do high priority of what you want to do first, whether it's the financial education that you've learned or COVID, you know, whatever it is. And that's when you have to set priorities and then you have to put yourself on a schedule. And it's, it's just like running a business, you guys. I mean, you're putting deadlines on these things and you're going to delegate some things out and make sure you follow up. But if you don't do this, then you've wasted your money because it is a great time. There's no doubt about it. But if you don't go to class and you just party, oh, you know what? One thing I did want to add because I've noticed that, well, half of us are introverts. I'm not, I'm an extrovert, but I feel for the introverts because it is so overwhelming that they don't want to raise their hand or speak up or whatnot. Team up with somebody, either team up with another introvert or an extrovert and start, you know, meeting people and do a game plan of what you want and who you want to meet and, you know, it's scheduled time for that. Like, let, uh, can I buy a cup of coffee? You know, people do that all the time. And I think that's so great. Yeah, I can come over for half an hour, you know, and this way you could actually talk. That's how I met, well, I knew Jackie forever, but I met some people that way. I remember Mike Roman, you know, he, right with my first conference, I needed to get right into his face because I needed to pick his brain. So I oh, bought him a cup of coffee. There was the cup of coffee. There was the late night sushi. There was David Soren <laughs> taking everybody out for sushi night. There was... Mm -hmm. No, there was Jenny and Lennon who was, where are we going to go next time for the big steakhouse or, or who was going to be doing the scotch or the beer, the beer pounding. But That's right. just think about this back to the time when you and I started doing this. If there had been something like Facebook or Instagram to carry our message or, or, or shall I really date us and say, imagine if there was email and cellular phones with data plans on them where we could communicate just easily and freely right after a show and just check in and say, hey, I love your seminar, or hey, can I just ask you a quick question? Yeah, I mean, and we didn't have that, Jack, did we? But we did have the telephone, and that did it for me. I use that telephone constantly because I did get everybody's contact information. And so, but now, oh my gosh, we have text messaging, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, I mean, everything. We, there is absolutely no reason for you not to keep in touch with your, the contact that you make at this, this show. I know that your six lectures that you're going to be giving, your six times up on stage on this three and a half day show, I know that your shows, your, your seminars are always going to be sold out. It's going to be standing room only. How do you feel about total strangers just sending out an email to MarilynMarilSnow.com and saying, Hey, can I ask you a quick question? How do you embrace this? I love that. I love that. Let me tell you something. When Mike Roman, I had asked him if, if he could mentor me. 
And he didn't know me from Adam. And he actually said yes. And on certain conditions, what I had to do, I had to go speak on his stages, but I was all right with that. So he said to me, you will know when it's time for you to give back. And I found, it was about eight or nine years ago, I said, okay, it's time for me to give back to the industry. So I welcome emails. I welcome Facebook messages. I welcome somebody just have a, qu- a question on something. And, and if it's too much for, for typing in an email, I'll say, let's talk on the phone. I really welcome that because it is in our best interest as veterans of the industry is to teach the, new, the, the newer ones that are coming up the way. I think, that is, I think that's the, the proverbial pay it forward in our business. Exactly. Exactly. So to answer your question, I love getting emails from people with just a question or help or I need advice or whatever. Wouldn't you encourage everybody to do that to any class they go to? Meet somebody in the hallway. Don't be afraid to shoot somebody an email. We all really embrace it. Yes, for sure. So my kids are looking at me, David and Deanna, they're looking at me and they're going, how do you feel about going back to this industry that you were, you know, such a big part of? And I said, well, I never really left it. I may have left the national stage, but I was running a successful business. And as you know, Monica stayed involved with everything on the, on the trade show level and the conference level. And, and here I try to say to them, as I say to all young people entering this business, to the veterans, to the more seasoned professionals, We were you, and it wasn't that long ago. We get it. We embrace you. We want to help you. We want you to carry on in our ways. We want you to carry on in your ways. We learn from you also. Wait, Jack, I have to to touch on something that you said, which is really, really important. I think people forget that we all started where they started. And and I'm, I'm glad you brought up this point because... Often I hear like, oh, I went to this session, but that'll never work in my market. Or they have, they're a bigger company. They could do that. That's not true. You take an idea and you tweak it to your business and every idea can be tweaked. So I'm really glad you brought that up, Jack, because we've all, all started the same way. Well, (laughs) you just took my closing line right out of my mouth. Thank you. I don't know. No, no, no. It's great. It's so much better when it comes out of the guest's mouth than the host's mouth. No, but you're, you're spot on. We were them and we didn't matter of fact, they're in such a better spot than we are because we didn't have people 20 years older than us to ask the questions because the whole industry was starting under our feet and we were figuring it out. We We had encyclopedias. We didn't have the entire internet. We had, we had Martha Stewart magazine or Harper's Bazaar or something like that. We, we, we didn't have anything and take advantage of all these wonderful things and wonderful companies and people. I think it's exciting time for the industry. Truly exciting. I'm going to coin a phrase that my dad says, bless his sweetheart. My dad's 86 years old, a PhD mechanical engineer, one of the smartest humans. I don't know where he gets his, his, vast knowledge on every subject but he says to me very frequently over the dinner table my dad will say you know honey i only had encyclopedias when i was your age you have wikipedia you should know everything (laughs) that's right 
That's so true. He's right spot on. Well, That's listen, right. Debbie, I mean, Meryl, sorry, I just, I, I did my worst own mistake. I just looked at my phone, which I never should do. Marilyn, listen, I've said it a hundred times. Uh, we come from the same cloth. We speak the same language and we could do this until the cows come home. It has been an absolute pleasure to see your smiling face. I you can't too. wait to do it until next week when the sun is shining down upon us. Big hug and kiss. I give you a big, and Monica too. I can't wait to see you guys. When, 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 are, you, when are you getting into town? What, what day do you get in? I get in on Sunday because I had the leading caters of America meeting on Monday. But I think the conference is conference starts on Tuesday, right? The conference yes. starts yes. on Monday on Monday night. Monday. Yeah, on Monday night. On, right. We get it on Sunday call. also. If you're right. bored, feel free to holler. We will absolutely go out and find some sushi or something to there nibble over go. together. <laughs> Stick around for just a quick second. I'm going to turn off the Facebook Live. To the listening audience, wherever you may be, coast to coast and uh, worldwide, we are now broadcasting in about 17 countries in as many or more time zones. We are so happy to have you back with the Visual Wild podcast. We're sorry about our three-month hiatus. We are back with a vengeance. We can't wait to see everybody at TSE Cater Source, Miami Beach, July 19 through 22. Uh, if you're in the event industry, you really need to be there. You can see incredible people like Meryl Snow up on the stage. And as for the photographers and videographers that will be capturing all of your beautiful smiles, make sure you brush your teeth, get the broccoli out of your teeth, wear a nice shirt. And we can't wait to see you there in Miami. I'm your host, Jack Hartsman. Thanks for tuning in. Take care and bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Visual Wow. If you like what you heard, like us on Facebook, Twitter, and tell your friends. Go to visualwow.com for more info. If you didn't like what you heard, just keep it to yourself. Know a pro we should be talking to on the show? Drop us a line. Talk with you next time on Visual Wow.